Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to meeting seven of the Policy and Process Committee Monday, the 12th of February. Good evening, Chair. Chair. Yeah. Uh, Agenda item one one zero. Apologies for absence. Yeah, we've had apologies. Right. And do we have any apologies? Right. Um, declarations of interest. Donna. No. Donna. No, I don't think so. No. <coughs> Right, minutes of the meeting held, meeting six held on the 11th of December. Move that we accept them, Chair. Have a second that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll oh, second that, yeah. information already but I've got some brochures here and some fact sheets on the property fund but um, before I talk specifically about the products let me just talk a little bit about CCLA and um, that sort of puts it into a nutshell in terms of what we do um, but the acronym is churches charities and local authorities so every one of our uh, every one of our clients we've got about 36,000 of them is one of those organized one of those types of organizations so anything from a, a parochial church council to a a diocese, anything from a community organisation to a, a large endowment, uh, and anything from a, a parish council through to a, a large unitary authority. Uh, and on their behalf, we manage around about eight billion pounds, um, about two billion in cash, and, this, and the rest six billion in long-term investments. A um, little bit more context: um, we're, we're, we describe ourselves as a mutually owned firm. That's a little bit of poetic license to some extent, but we are owned by. Uh, something called the Church of England um, Investment Fund. Uh, we're owned by something called Coif Charity Investment Fund, and we're part owned in the local authority space by something called the Local Authorities Mutual Investment Trust. Um, LAMIT, that body, has a council. The members of that council are appointed by the LGA, the, lo the Local Government Association. So we can prove that we have oversight by an external body that's made up of representatives of your world, albeit that there's no parish or town council representation on that. Um, it's generally um, finance portfolio holders from larger authorities and officers from, from larger authorities. Um, so that, that's our ownership. Um, we've been around since 1958, uh, but we only re-engaged back with this sector in about 2011. Um, and the reason we came back to the sector um, is related to the deposit fund, so I'll, I'll talk about that first. Um, you might remember Iceland. So mm. Iceland happened 10 years ago now, can you believe? Mm. Time flies. Sure. Um, but the result of Iceland, um, as we probably know, uh, was that pr uh, quite a lot of principal authorities had money there uh, and they were at risk of losing it. In fact, they did for a, for a period of time. Um, the LGA managed to get about 95p in the pound back, so that was a, a good result. Um, but the effect of that was that the LGA felt that it would like to do something to mitigate that happening again. Um, and they approached us. 
Two reasons they approached us. One, they're involved in that Lamit governance body. Um, but we've also managed cash, uh, cash funds in particular for the, for the church since 1958 and a cash fund for the charity sector since the early 80s. So it was felt that we were best placed to work with the LGA to, to put together what became the public sector deposit fund. So that, this fund, this, this, this deposit fund is all about low risk and easy access with a bit of interest. So the mantra became security, liquidity, yield. Yep, so this fund is a AAA rated fund. I'll show you how we achieve that in a moment. You get same day access to it. So all, all, you, uh, all you need to do, all Hazel needs to do is instruct us by 11.30 in the morning and it's back in your current account by 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And as I say, we, we pay a bit of interest and again, I'll, I'll talk about that in a moment. So in terms of how we manage this fund, we declare everything online. And what we're doing... Right, so... In order to achieve that low risk profile and get the AAA rating, what we do is we place the money. You can see there's 377 million in there at close of business today. It's got as high as almost half a billion. But it, as I say, it's a liquidity fund, so it's, it's, it's peaks and troughs. Um, and we place it with a range of well rated banks. So we're using about 30 banks on our list at the moment. So at the moment there seems to be nothing with Lloyds for some reason, but nevertheless, um, you can see the percentage exposure that we have by individual bank. Now what all those banks have in common is that they're well rated themselves, they've got strong sovereignty sitting behind them, so our objective and our, our, um, what we do here is, is to ensure that we've got the best rated banks that we can get our hands on and place a little bit of the cash with each individual one of them. So the risk is that you know, we get it wrong and we've got 4.2% you know, with Toronto Dominion and they get into trouble um, and it's the 4.2% that's at risk. So if you've got £100,000 that means 4200 is sitting with them. Um, Lots of weird and wonderful names on there. Um, there's, a, there's a couple of exclusions. I think Barclays are off again. No, they're not. No, they, came, they came back in about two weeks ago, but we're keeping our, um, our exposure quite low. Um, they, were off, they were off the list for a while. They're going through some uh, reorganisation. Um, NatWest RBS uh, doesn't appear. They've not been on there for some time. I do note you with the co-op. Um, they've never been on it. Um, given the, 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 the trials and tribulations that they've gone through. So our job is to make sure that we've got a robust list of, uh, of banks here that we can I'm place the business with. Ones. Yeah, well, all, all we're actually doing is placing sterling with those. They, they may well be foreign, absolutely, but in order for us to get the spread, to get yeah. the number, we need a big number. But all we're physically doing is placing sterling deposits with these right. banks. So it's the UK operations of these banks that right. we're using. So what you've got on there are the Dutch, the French, the Canadians, the Australians. What you haven't got are the Spanish, the Cypriots, the Greeks, the Irish. Yeah, they're all off the list. Um, because obviously, you know, over the last 10 years, we've seen some, um, uh, some, some challenges, shall we say, in, in, in the world, of, in the world of, of banking. So um, that list is, is, is managed daily. Yeah. We, we have our deposit account with Bank Scotland. Oh, right, okay. And we have our current account just with the okay. co-op. So each, uh, each box? Oh, I think. Most of them? No. No. I don't think HBOS are necessarily mm. off the list. It may no. well be that we just haven't got a deposit with them at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, our job is to make sure that this list is, is robust and it's the best of the best that we can get our hands on to ensure that we maintain that low risk profile. 
as I say, the secondary objective is to give you access whenever you need it. So you tell us by 11.30 and it's back in your account same day. Uh, and then the other thing that we do is we, let's have a look, pay you a bit of interest, but don't get excited. So, on the left, I'm not used to this computer. <laughs> so, interest rates started going up in November. So since then, every day we've seen a little, more or less every day, a little chip up in terms of the return, but that's the return at close of business tonight, just over 0.4%. So this fund is, is really about day-to-day -day cash. Um, more and more authorities, and there's about 400 using this, are using it um, more and more, as I say, for their day-to-day -day cash flow deposit account. Because you've got that ease of access, you can draw on it at will, at any time, no restrictions. It means that authorities are you know, paying some money in the beginning of the month or when their preset comes in, and they're drawing down two, three, four tons a month or however often as they see fit. And there's no limit to how often There's not, no, absolutely. The, the, only, the only restriction is that the first deposit has to be £25,000. Yep, and beyond that you can do what you like. So the following day, you could draw out £24,999 if you so desired, um, and then pay some money, pay, you know, pay ten grand in the, the day after. It, complete flexibility in terms of, of what you can do. With is this it, this all online banking? It's not, because we're not a bank, we're a fund manager, right. so you can't see your own account online, right. but we accept instructions by email. So the way it works, the process is that you would get a, a subscription form to pay money in, and a redemption form to withdraw cash, they are emailed to us before 11.30 and we act same day. What you do get from us every month um, is a bit of interest and a statement. So at the end of every month you would see a bit of, bit of interest accruing. So you see the daily yield, that accrues every day. At the end of the month we make a, a payment to you. We either pay it to the principal sum in the fund or we pay it across to your current account wherever you choose. And every, every month, um, around about the sort of fifth or sixth of the month, you'll get a, a statement for the, for the preceding month. So you can keep tabs on, on what's in there at any given time. But you can't actually see your account online. Okay? Um, Sorry, can yes, I just interrupt? So of course you can. What, what's the average interest above sort of base rate that you pay? Well, you can take a look at averages down right. there. Okay. You know, base rate went up on the 2nd of November. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So up until the 2nd of November, when base rate was a quarter, we probably levelled out at about 0.22. Right. If I'm a betting man, which is something you shouldn't say in the investment management world, um, but we'll probably level out at about 0 0.43, 0 0.44 at best. Right. Yep. So don't get excited about this. No. But no. your comparator on this has got to be whatever you're getting on instant access. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I always put my neck on the line when I say this, but I doubt that you're getting anything, or if you are, it's about 0.05. It's just gone to check. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the interest rates from the high street banks are, are very, very negligible. Oh, yeah. At least we're slightly less negligible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, but it isn't about the return. It's about spreading the risk and having that easy access and, mm. you know, maintaining um, this fund as a way of diversifying your mm. cash holdings. Yeah, I mean, to get... Sorry, go on. We'd have it set up so that you would only ever pay out to a nominated... Yes, and actually, so when, you, when you set the account up, we see yeah. proof of your current account. And yeah. you cannot send it anywhere else. Yeah. That's what makes sure if you change your bank. <laughs> obviously yeah. you tell no, us. I mean obviously we've got to protect Hazel as to yeah, of course. Mark. Yeah. You know, we've we've not got to put any um, pressure on her to be accused of any fraud mm. or anything. No. We've got it's got to be an absolutely safe system. 
Totally agree. Um, Apologies yeah. then if you've already told us. Cool. Uh, I mean, you're on about giving us money every month, and I've maybe missed this. Yeah, go um, on. What, what's our charge? What, what are your charges? Okay, I'll come on to that in a second. Right, okay, sorry for that. Oh, and no. who underwrites you? Um, well, we are. There's no one. Underwriting doesn't happen in the fund management world. Right. We have a custodian who's HSBC, so they oversee what we do. What the, Everything that we do on behalf of our three sets of clients is ring-fenced. So if CCL, the ultimate risk is if CCLA got into trouble, what would happen would be that the trustees, and I'll call them that deliberately, because those three entities that I've mentioned, the Church of England Investment Fund, the Charities Investment Fund and LAMIT, would appoint a new fund manager to take over the funds. But there'd be no call on those funds on us because it never sits on our balance sheet. The right. differential is that when you when you are with a bank, your money sits on their balance yeah, sheet. Yeah. It never sits on our balance sheet. The way we make money is by charging a fee. Yep. So we never have your money sitting in CCLA. It's ring-fenced away from us, and HSBC right. oversees that as a custodian. One thing I was going to show you before I talk about charges is this emphasises um, the quality of the banks that we use. Now, without, without getting overly technical, we use Fitch Ratings as our rating agency. Um, we will only use banks whose short-term rating is either F1 or F1+. Plus. Yep, so if they drop to F2, which I think is probably where RBS is at the moment, they're off the list. So those are the best banks we can get our hands on. The other thing to highlight as well is that we're only placing it in cash deposits. So we're doing, on a bigger scale, Maybe not what you do, but certainly what principal authorities do. You know, they're using certificates of deposit, they're using term deposits, they're using call accounts. That's all we're doing, but we're doing it on a bigger scale. So besides the 100, and, no, sorry, 377 million that sat in this fund, in total, with the church and charity cash combined, there's about two billion. So we're going to those big banks and we're placing big sums of money with them, where we're saying. This is a bit of church money, a bit of charity money, and a bit of public sector money. So we're able to access those counterparties and you know, put big sums of money with them. So pretty simple, pretty straightforward <coughs> products. Gross yield at the bottom. Yep, so if I show you that, and then go back to what the actual yield was today. So there's the differential of about eight basis points. Um, if you refer, you haven't got brochures in front of you, but what I sent you the last week yeah. hi highlights our management fees. And on page eight, we talk about, talk about there being three tiers of management mm -hmm. fee. We've actually not completely got rid of, but for all intents and purposes, the only tier that exists is the tier that says balance is over £15 million. Pounds. So irrespective of the fact that clients are only placing 25000 as a minimum, we treat them as if they're a very large client. The fee in here says it's 0.1, we reduce that to 0 0.08. So for all, for, as we sit here today, every client is treated exactly the same. And we've stated that that will continue for as long as interest rates are low. Don't quote me on how long that's going to be. Um, I mean, our latest projections, even with inflationary figures being, you know, um, being looked at at the moment, you know, we don't think interest rates are going to do anything dramatic. Um, no. I think the latest figures I've seen, we might get to one and a half base rate by 2022, so don't get excited. Um, but at some point, 
down the line, when rates do start to go up, you may well then move into a different share class, which would mean we would charge you more. But we would give you six months' notice of that happening. And it's only going to happen in real, realistically when, when rates start, start to get to 3 and 4%. So as we sit here today, what we've done is, or what, and what Lamit has said, that shareholder has said, look, during this time of extremely low rates, let's give the best return we can to clients by putting them in the best share class and actually reducing the fee. All right, we only reduced, reduced it by 0 0.02. But nevertheless, from our point of view, that underlines the benefit of mutual ownership rather than shareholders that are taking dividends because they're not. They're saying to us, you any dividend we would, we would take to reduce the fee down. Would we be tied into this for any longer? No, time? not at all. No, you can come and go as you please. I mean, we've, we've got clients that do come and go. I mean, um, you know, we're not the only, this is a money market fund. We are not the only money market fund out there. But we are the only money market fund out there for you. And the reason I say that is that the other money market funds that are managed by big firms, you might think eight billion is a reasonable sum of money, but actually, in the fund management world, it's quite small. So there's other money market funds that, that are managed by other firms who will only accept you know, a million quid as, a, as an initial deposit. Yeah. Well, we take 25,000 because we want to try and serve as much as the sector as we mm. possibly can. So out of the 400 clients in this fund, about 250, 260 are parish and town councils. Hazel, you were going to look at what I'm just throwing it out. I was just out of interest to have a yeah. look at uh, this is our latest bank statement from yeah. the Bank of Scotland. And it's. No, you're doing not, it right. 0.4. Are you doing not it? 0.4. Is that instant access? Uh, if we do chaps and it costs us £30. Right, okay. Well, you know, yeah. we're effectively giving you the same on instant yeah. access and no charges. Yeah. 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 Well, you're paying all the charges are being taken out before, yeah. we, before we declare. So. Yeah. That rate up there is what you get yeah. after fees. And that will change every day, as you can see. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's hovering. As I say, don't hold me to it, sir, but you know, 0.43 is probably the best we're going mm. to get to in the next, next few months, unless rates start to go up again. Manel's suggesting that there's a couple of rate increases being factored in this year. But e even if that happens, they're going to be fit. They're going to be small. It's all mixed messages, isn't it? Yeah, it changes, from, rise, it changes from month, yeah, from week right. to week, seriously. Um, so that's the cash fund. I'll get rid of that ugly mug. Um, mm -hmm. Any more questions on that? Otherwise, I'll chat about the, about the property fund. Is that okay? That's fine, yeah. Okay. okay, a little bit more background. I mentioned Lamit a couple of times already uh, this evening, but Lamit, um, pre-local government reorganisation way back in the 70s, um, was an entity that provided the old urban district and urban rural councils with products, investment advice and guidance. Um, took a, took a sidestep um, in 74 uh, after reorganisation and councils got big um, and our take on it is that they, what they did was they went to their pension fund managers or the employed in-house expertise and the funds that Lamit controlled um, reduced in size quite, uh, quite exceptionally. Um, to the extent that um, two funds closed down, we had a bond fund and an equity fund that disappeared, but we kept the property fund. And the reason we kept the property fund was we've, we've always had, um, not many, but we've always had a few pension fund clients sitting in, in that fund. So we maintained it um, alongside two other property funds for our church and charity clients, so it wasn't onerous, it just sat alongside them and we carried on managing that. And I think there was only about you know, 15 or 16 properties in the fund. 
Um, then about five years ago, um, when we'd relaunched into the sector and this was starting to gain some traction, we started looking at the property fund and decided on the basis that the yield was strong, still paying over 4.5%, that we would go back to the market and see what interest there might be. The result of that has been that we've moved from £80 million in that fund five years ago to £940 million as of now, which has meant you know, we've gone up to, I think there's 210 local authorities investing in this fund, including 80 parish and town councils. Okay, so if you wanted to talk to Nantwich, I was trying to film one in Cheshire, <laughs> uh, they're with us for example, but you know, we've got, we've got principal authorities like Warrington that are in it, Nosley and Sefton and mm. Cheshire East, they use this fund. What, so what they've decided is, we've got some reserves, why don't we take some of those reserves and take a long-term view? And that's quite critical with a fund like this, you need a long-term view. Conservatively, we would say five years is your minimum. You're not fixing for five years, but you're taking a long-term view on the basis of values and property move around. Yeah? Um, income is strong, I've mentioned that already, so we're paying after fees, our fee is 0.65, but after fees our current yield is just short of 4.6. So it's strong and we're actually budgeting that income should go up this year. Now. That's 4.6%. So we own commercial properties. The, co before I come on to what we own, the reasons why it's long term, there's, there's two reasons really. One is, this is, this is a unit priced um, fund, you buy and sell at different prices. The difference between buying and selling is 8.3%. So if you put that in simplistic terms, if you put £100,000 in this fund this month, and there was a dire emergency and you took it out next month, you get less than £92,000 back. And the reason for the difference is all about the costs of transacting on commercial property. 5% is stamp duty, can't get away from that. No. Lawyers, agents, valuers, everybody takes a slice. If you bought or sold a house, you will know that to your own extent. But everybody takes a slice of a property transaction. So it means that the fund pays, which means the client pays. So the trick with this fund is to stay it multi-year and allow capital growth to come in to cover the differential. But in the meantime, every quarter, we will be paying you a dividend right. that equates to about four and a half percent. So take the income and to some extent ignore what the capital value does. Um, and one of the reasons you can do that is that it has an exemption, there's an accounting advantage that sits behind it that allows you to treat it as at cost, not value. It was exempted through something called the Trustees Investment Act 1961. So what that means for you, Hazel, in your numbers mm. and your annual return, you hold it at the amount you invest in, not the valuation. Right. So you never show a profit or a loss. You only realise when you sell, whenever that might be down the line. The other reason why it's long term, and I'm sure I'm teaching, I'm teaching you to suck eggs on this, but the property values move around. Yeah. Best highlighted, I think, by this graph. So in 2008, we all fell off a cliff. 32% mm. came off the value of the fund, but I guess 32% came off the value of everything in 2008. But the red line, the red bar, and we go, we, we go back to 1990 here, that's income. So throughout the entire period, income has been paid because income is contractual. Yep. It's our tenants paying their contractual yeah. rent. So even when it, times are bad in terms of values, income maintains itself. The other point with this, and I've mentioned it already, that when we relaunched it, we only had 17 properties. 
we now have 62. Therefore, your risk profile, whilst you are heading out a little bit along the risk line, your risk profile is diminishing because you've got a larger number of properties and a bigger number of clients sitting in the fund. So over 200 clients, as I say, over 60 properties. And so that's another reason why I need the long-term view. I will just draw your eye if you can see it, but um, and in fact, we need to go into 2017 on this, but at the moment, the last bar is 2016, where we've got a downward green. That was the referendum result. So the point I'm making there is that valuations are driven by sentiment. They're driven by external factors. They're driven by that result. They're going to be driven by whatever happens in the negotiations. They're driven by the election result. So those things come into play when it comes to valuation. Um, in terms of what we own, I'll just give you a few examples. Um, we, 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 we list uh, our top ten holdings. Um, I just mentioned a couple. There's, there's one at Cambridge, which is Cambridge Science Park. That's AstraZeneca is the client, uh, the tenant. Uh, quite, uh, quite interesting because we bought that probably four years ago now. But we bought it on the understanding that they were moving out because they're having a brand new lab facility built on the Cambridge Science Park, of course, because that's where everybody needs to be. Um, so as far as we were concerned, they'd be out by now. Unfortunately, they've overrun. So they've come to us and said, we need to extend our lease. And we said, no problem at all. We'll put your rent up by a third. Thank you very much. So, so their rent has gone up from, I think, £25 a square foot to £38 a square foot whilst they signed for two more years whilst their property's being... And that's one of the reasons why we know income is going to accrue. How do you decide what properties to invest in? It's, um, so we get lots of opportunities that press our desk. And we've got agents around the country who, who know our needs, yeah, and they will, they will present us with opportunities. Um, what we don't put in this is all commercial. So what we don't have in this is many shops. In fact, only four. We don't like the high street. Um, we've got a shop in York. We've got one in Reading, Norwich and Chichester, and that's it. Um, we've got retail within office, in, sort of office mm. mixed, mixed use. Mm. But, you know, specific high street shops, there's only four of them. So retail is challenged, for want of a better description. Um, we like retail warehousing, so we'll buy your sort of Dunelms and we'll buy your PC Worlds and we'll, we'll buy your B&Qs. We like that because that's a buoyant part of the retail sector. We like industrials, and by that I mean things like logistics. So we actually we own, we own the Northwest Distribution Centre on the M6 by Warrington. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. know that building. There's a big Amazon place there now. That's it, yeah. I mean, we'd love to buy an Amazon, but they're yeah. too flipping big. <laughs> but, you know, that's a good example, and that's yes. within more or less within your patch, isn't it? Yeah. So, you know, we bought that about three years yeah. ago. Um, you know, it, it, it's industrial. I mean, it's the way we're shopping now yeah. is about online <coughs> and delivery, isn't it? Yeah. So we've got DHL, you know, we've got all these logistics. So it's like warehouse and it's very sort of, it's multi-use, you know, yeah. it attracts a lot of people because yeah. it's not sitting down for anything other than it, that's, distribution. Yeah. That's right, yeah, and some of these warehouses are absolutely massive. I mean, what we've been able to do, I don't, we're not to the point where we can buy an Amazon yet because they just go huge, you know, but we are now buying much bigger lots than we were four or five years ago because we've got lots of money that's come in. Do you have any interest in snowbirds? Not that I'm aware of. No. I mean, it may well be that they've got a contract to deliver from, from one of yeah, our sites. Yeah, they have the multimodality uh, oh, witness, which is... don't know about that. Yeah, it's, you know, they can bring stuff in by train, by boat, yeah. or by road. It's, yeah. But yeah, I mean, those sorts of examples would yeah. be perfect. And if the opportunities come up, then, you know, yeah. we go after them. I think, you know, what has changed, 
absolutely changed. I mean, four or five years ago, we were one of very few that were interested. Yeah. Now there's others that are interested, including local authorities. And I quote Warrington. You know, Warrington are buying stuff like you wouldn't mm. believe. I mean, they're a client in the fund, mm. but they've bought an industrial estate themselves. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so, so we're actually competing sometimes yeah. with local authority clients who are yeah. seeking to do the same sort of thing. So it's, it's more competitive. Yeah. Um, but the advantage that we do have is that we're buying those bigger lots now. Um, I think the way it was put to me about three or four years ago, you, when you're buying a five million pound lot, you're quite often competing with a wealthy individual. Mm. When you're buying a 50 million pound lot, it's a completely different yeah. bargain. Yeah. So we're able to buy those sorts of things. I just quoted a couple of others. Um, um, one, one that I, so Coventry, and we own the, um, uh, the Persia distribution centre in Coventry, what was the Wrighton factory. Um, that has changed, you, you might know it, so, um, I mean it's a massive site, and actually they don't build cars there anymore, um, but they've got 12 years to go on their lease and you know, they are contractually bound to continue paying that lease. Um, we're not going to knock on their door. But we're expecting them to come and knock on our door before the lease is up and say, look, we just don't need all this space. Yeah. They only distribute parts from there now. Um, and that's a great opportunity for a site that would be multi-use. Yeah. So you could do logistics, because it's right by the M6. Um, but Coventry is pretty much nudging onto that site. The houses are surrounding it. it. It's residential as well. And we would never develop, but we get it to planning stage and we'd sell it to a developer. Um, and that's the sort of thing that we do. We look for opportunities with those assets in terms of what can we do now, but actually what can we do in sort of 10, 15 years time or even before that. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of leases that we've got in this fund that are five years or less, but that's quite deliberate because we want to get to those assets and upgrade them and improve them. One, one final example, um, it's, a, it's an office um, in, in, in London, it's, do you know Hogan at all, Kingsway? Okay, so Ho Kingsway goes down to the Aldwych. Yeah. What the order is, you go left for the city, you go right for the West End. Um, oh, no way. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, no way. Mm -hmm. yep, so that, that road there, um, they, they're quite tired looking buildings. And they are the, the cheapest part of London to rent. I mean, passing rents at the moment are about 35 quid. We bought a four story office block and we are in the process of emptying it. Um, so if you wanted to talk about vacancy rates, our vacancy rate is 7.6% at the moment, um, which is below the industry norm. But half of it is us, and most of it is that property. Mm -hmm. So we're emptying out, and what we're doing systematically is improving each floor, and then we'll go back to market. Now we know, with the improvements that we will make, that £35 a square foot will go to 60 But actually, what we're going to do as well, to enhance it, is close the front door and open the back door, because the back door's on Covent Garden. <laughs> the back door becomes the front door, that becomes a common garden postcode and the rents go to 70 pounds a square foot. So all of those things thrown into the mix mean that we are comfortable that income is probably going to grow. But when it comes to capital growth, if I knew the answer, I probably wouldn't be here tonight. <laughs> um, what we're saying is any capital growth is a bonus. We have seen since about September, October 16, after the, um, the reduction following the referendum, we've seen incremental growth every month, very, very small, but don't take it for granted. I think what we say is, enjoy the income, because it's far stronger than you're gonna get on cash, but don't expect any capital growth, and if you get it, it's a bonus. One final point, um, because if you do decide to come to this fund, cash fund is fine, you can make that decision yourself. You can make the decision yourself on this fund, but in order, in order for us to allow you to come in, 
um, we have to be satisfied um, that you have got one. You, won't, you can't be a professional client, and you have to be a professional client to come in this firm. I'll, I'll explain. To be a professional client, you need to be of a certain size. So it's balance sheet of 40 million quid, yeah, home fund under management of 10 million quid. So no parish or town council will achieve that. But you can become what's called an elective professional. And the way you achieve that is by getting a suitability report from an independent financial advisor. Um, that does cost. We know a firm that charges 350 quid, so you need to take that into account should you choose to come into the property fund. But we can't let you in unless you do. So every one of those 80 parish and town councils that have come into this fund have gone through that process. Um, as I say, there's a bit of cost involved. How much was it, sorry? 350. That's 350. Um, but you know, you're taking that effectively out of your first year's returns. But um, what, what it does do, the, the benefit of it, is that it gives you a written report that will emphasise hopefully the things I try to emphasise tonight about the benefits of return, but also what the challenge or what the risks are of selling too soon. And is there a minimum amount? 25. 25. Yeah. Um, so they'll give you that report and then uh, I suppose the, uh, the example I would use that maybe in 10 years time, if there's, if there's a property cap crash and you've been growing quite nicely and all of a sudden you get knocked back, you have something on file that says, well, this is the sort of thing that we, we, we knew or thought might yeah. happen. But actually, don't forget the 10 years' worth of income we've had. Well, what will they be looking for when they do the suitability report? They look, so if you said to them, I mean, what, what are your reserves? What are your total reserves? Um, it's about 200,000 that we carry. Okay. So if you said to them, you're going to put all of that in, yeah. they go, I don't think that's a good yeah. idea. I can't advise you personally, but they would say, we don't think that's a very good idea. If you said to them, we're going to put 100 in, or we're going to put 50 in, then they, might, they would say, that's a, a relatively good, so you're spreading your risk. Yeah. 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 And it's all about not having eggs in one basket. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's the sort of thing that they would talk you through the mm. process of. Um, but as I say, they, they, they would produce that report, they give us a, well they give you the copy, you have to send it in with the paperwork uh, to allow you to come into the fund. And as I say, you've got that on file. Uh, for future mm. future councils, because mm. when you're all gone yeah. and things change, you've got something there that says, "Well, we know we went through the due diligence. We understood mm. that." Okay. Yes, sir. Again, just being dubious. Um, if we were in the financial fund, and which one? Sorry, in in the, the property, property one, yeah, yeah, the property one, sorry. Yeah. And this big office block in London. Yep. Burned down. Yep. And there was a problem and you know the insurance only covered half of it or something like that. Would be we we be trustees, would we be named people like in Lloyd's or something no, like no, that? No, no, no. We'd have to all. pay a share of the cost or something. Not like at all. That. No. Not at all. No. no. I mean that we own all the properties. The ultimate trustee is Lamit. They oversee what right. we do. Yeah, so that Lamit council is responsible. Uh, yeah, what can you say? We've got another 60-odd properties right. anyway. I mean, I, I always remember a strange conversation I had with the clerk. Don't even think it's the wrong way. <laughs> but a strange conversation with the clerk. We said, what if there's flooding? I said, yeah. what if there's flooding from <coughs> Glasgow and Edinburgh right the way down to Chichester? I think, you know, the UK's underwater. I think we've all drowned, haven't we? <laughs> so, you know, it's a fair point. But, you know, we've got, you know, we have got the insurance cover, yeah. etc. And there's no liability on you. I think the ultimate risk <coughs> for any client with this fund is you've got to sell too soon. 
Yeah, no, you could argue in two years' time you've got your money back because you've taken four and a half percent income per annum. Mm. <coughs> you don't want to look at it in, in yeah. that way. I, I think the challenge really is that you know you have a major dilemma or a major exposure that costs you something, and you need to call on this, and you walk away with less than you put in. Yeah. No one likes doing that. <coughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with uh, the happy with next time. And you're going to leave the brochures? Yeah, I'll leave the brochures by all means. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So these are like the ones we have electronic. Yes, they are. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There you go. Okie dokes. Those rates you showed us on the first uh, yep. fund, yep. they're updated every day, aren't Every they? day. So what you can see... Mm. So there you go. You can see every day it changes yeah, margin. You can go online at any time. Um, so you can keep you can, you keep tabs. Mm -hmm. Absolutely keep tabs on that. You keep tabs mm -hmm. on you know, which mm -hmm. banks we're using as well. So. That's lovely. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much for your time. Yeah. Thank you. Well, that's well, you for no, that's all right. And if anything does occur, I mean you've yeah. all got my card anyway with my email address on. Yeah. You know, feel free to drop me a line and do it through Hazel. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, the property fund is different. Yeah, let's, let's, yeah. You know, let's be honest about that. Um, but there's, as I say, there's other things that are doing it. If you want, I mean, do you know Ian Hope at Nant Nantwich? Yeah. Talk to Ian. Ian used to be Clark here. Did he? Yeah. yeah. Well, there we are. Yeah. Okay. Well, have I said the right thing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that could have gone horribly wrong. No, he wasn't chased out the door. <laughs> But no, I mean Ian's coming. In fact, Ian uses both funds, yeah. so you know they've taken a decision. So, to well, that's, that's good. Then, because yeah. you can yeah. talk to it. Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've been in the property fund I reckon for about three years now, right. so they were quite an early adopter on it. So he'll he, he will tell you what yeah. income he's having. Yeah. Okay. That's lovely. Thanks very much, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Cheers. Otherwise, I'll be stuck on the M6. I'll just take the tape till Hazel comes back in. Hey. Yeah. Usually it's like that. Right, uh, we're all back in the room now. Right. Um, thanks for organising that, Hazel. It was a very interesting talk. Um, I think, uh, as the gentleman said, he, he mentioned the town clerk at Nantwich yeah. Council, um, who some of the councillors will know, Ian Hope. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're going to, I think the best thing to do is if you have a chat to him, um, I think um, the gentleman said he'd been in the fund for three years at Northbridge, so they'll have experience yeah, of it. And find out. So if we get yeah. um, and see what they think of it, we'll yeah, and report, report back to next PMP. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sounds a good idea. Right, uh, moving on then to agenda item 115, Finance Scrutiny Subcommittee. These minutes um, were circulated this morning. You've got a set in your pack, Frank. Um, yeah. it's, the meeting is only last Thursday, so. Um, yeah. Well, I've got the, the notice that says that 24th of October meeting on the agenda. Oh, that's me not taking the... <laughs> it shouldn't be that one, then. It? No. It's last week's. Yeah, scrutiny. should say agenda. should say 8th of February. Okay. I think everybody but Donna was at the meeting. I didn't know I was on the committee. Um, I've got a glass. 
Just, so are we looking at those Sorry. minutes now? Yeah. Um, just, is it me that's reading this wrong? But meeting four, item 36, apologies for absence. It says non-attending with no apologies. Oh. That's my name in there. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I didn't know whether it was me reading it, it is, wrong. No, it's me putting, including you in both sections. No, that's okay. That's fine. Because, you know, I thought I was here. <laughs> we had so many meetings last week, I wasn't sure, but there you go. Okay. <clears throat> um, the, the only thing I'd like to mention on this is <clears throat> when we started out the, the last uh, subcommittee meeting, we were all seemed to be of a mind that we didn't think that we needed that committee anymore because Hazel have done so much work mm. in reconfiguring the account so they're much easier to understand. Um, and we've actually managed this year's budget very well, coming in pretty much close to what we intended to spend. We, I'm at very easily identified discrepancies. And I'm not sure that we need to continue with um, the subcommittee. It's our subcommittee, it's up to us whether we continue yeah, or not. Yeah. I, I, I support you there, Chair. I was, I was thinking the other night when we were talking at the events, and, yeah. and I support you all heartedly on that. Because I'm not, I mean, the next meeting isn't until April, and we'll be in a new financial year. It'll be in a new, yes. Yeah, I, I think what Frank's just said, I, you know, I'd second that as well, that, you know, if you wind the clock back, the year 18 months, even the format that the budget figures mm. were presented in, I, I found very confusing. And I mean, there's been so much work done to make them more straightforward. I think we're far more an open and upfront council that, than we were. Not saying that there was something wrong, it was just that there was different ways of doing, doing things. things. Yeah. And, and I think we're, we're doing it a lot better now. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, because all our accounts are audited by external mm. auditors, if there is anything that we've missed, then, then that's what we're paying mm. for and we've picked up on. So I, I would say I don't really think that we need two committees doing all this. to continue. Thing. I would, the only thing I would say is that that meeting would look at the end of year figures on the 24th of April, and the, the next PMP would be too early to have those figures. So if you were going to abandon finance scrutiny, and not have that as a subcommittee, I would suggest that you move the April PMP to later in the month so that we would have the end of year figures. Well, I'm happy to do that. Yes, yeah, yeah. 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 Move that. Do it, just do it once. Mm. Yes. So, PMP, then do yeah. it twice. It's the proposal yeah. then to full council yeah. Um, yeah. is to um, stop having. Yeah. Do, do yes. you think, I suppose, full council? We proposed the subcommittee to yeah. so we stop having finance scrutiny subcommittee yeah. and move P and P to later in the month. To that, yes. Yeah. So we would normally have P and P on the ninth of April. Yeah. So So if we could move that back a couple of weeks 
so that we've got time to do oh, the end of year we could actually do it on, on the 24th on the 24th yeah. of april make that pmp meeting instead so, we're, so we're stopping pmp on the 9th of april yeah yeah and we'll do it on the 24th of april instead of finance that will be a full pmp pmp yeah 24th april yeah yeah, yeah. So that's Tuesday. Yeah. yeah. So who's opposing? Colin? <coughs> opposing. Second. I'll share, yeah. And all, all in favour? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we dealt with 115. Right. Uh, 116 Internal Audit Report. What we do each year is we ask the internal auditor to come around January time yeah. um, so that she can have a look at our processes, what we're doing mm. and check that everything's okay before she comes and does the final audit after the end of the year so that she'll pick up on anything that's, that's slightly amiss. Um, the things she's picked up on are... Um, about the Park Lane play area because the commissioning, the, the background work to it was done by the community group. Yeah. Um, we didn't, I didn't have any of the paperwork in the office at the time to show her, and because the um, the amount commissioned was over twenty five thousand, I need to be able to show that there's been some sort of tender process. Well, uh, Councillor Williamson has now provided me with that information. Oh, excellent! So that's all. So we've got order. that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Um, so that was the first one. Uh, the contractor for the Christmas lights is we always go to the same people mm. and we have done year in, year out and they do it on the cheap as a favour to Frodsham because they're a Frodsham company. So they, uh, can I just they, they, they don't do it on the cheap. No, they, they, spon they, yeah. they, they sponsor us. Yeah. Sponsor the, yeah. So, and, and I think, you know, because they're very specialised as well, aren't they? Yes, but, so yeah. And they store the Christmas lights for us. And it's keeping and, it local. Yeah, it's keeping it local. local. Yeah, which is um, good. So, but what she's saying that we should review that contract periodically, which means going out to tender for it. Mm. Uh, and then if the decision is to roll the contract annually, that we should actually mimic the fact that we're rolling the contract over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've just continued to do it, we haven't actually recorded said, it in said our we're minutes. Doing it. Right, okay. yeah. so, the, this is what happened just um, just before you come here, so um, it's about four years ago. Um, we got as not as wrapped because we hadn't it was the same name appearing yeah. and they wasn't they said we should at least Go to market. Uh, go to market yeah. and get three tenders. Yeah. Which yeah. we did at the time. Yeah. But two didn't respond. Yeah. And Darlington did. Yeah. Well, we can do that again. That's not a problem. But I suggest we probably need to start the process now. Yeah. Yes. So are you happy for me to start that? Yeah. Process? Move that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need to clear that through communities? No, I don't think so because it's a purely a financial, it's a financial, financial thing, financial, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Um, then there was um, she picked up on the um, grants, um, and once again she managed to pick the two which are um, not problematic but different. Um, so whereas the, the regular grants process we went through. Um, we've got the records of the applications and the decisions that were made and. and what mm. have you? 
Um, the two she picked up on was the World War One commemoration group monies, which yeah. we gave to Castle Park Art Centre, yeah. rather than giving it to the World War One people. Um, so there's no actual paperwork for that, other than minutes of meetings. And obviously, Project Youth Association, which since then I've been able to send her the reports that the Youth Association sent us, so she's happy about the Youth Association one now. But we need to get something more formalised from the World War One commemoration group. But we've got the minutes of the meeting, so I can mm. present her with those. Yeah. And uh, Pammy does do a regular report to us. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got certainly uh, what they've achieved today and what they're planning to do type paperwork yeah. which I can I can show her I just didn't have that on the day when she asked for it <clears throat> so what I've actually done as well is I've come up with a grant completion form for people we give grants to because at the moment oh, right. we just expect them to, so to, to let us know yeah. when they've spent it I haven't yeah. given you yet I've got one yet Yes, thank you. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So basically, it's just asking them to give us a little mini report because often they're not very large amounts of money, and to ask them if they've got any photos that we could maybe use mm. as yeah. well to yeah. promote the, the scheme. Yeah. So are you okay for me to start implementing that? Yes, yeah. 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 Right. Um, there's a. a Payments, you know the financial reports yeah. that we we do for every meeting. One of them wasn't signed for April, which I since have asked Judith to sign because in the minutes it said signed right. or approved, but we never actually got the signatures on the actual things. Uh, the next one is about the change in the data protection laws, which are still up in the air, um, and we we have started the process of going out to tender for the um, provision of the data. Processor, whatever it's called, yeah, the detection officer. officer. Um, but I know that uh, NALC and CHALC are in negotiations about CHALC yeah. or other well, county no. bodies providing that service for local parish and town oh, councils. Right, right. So that might be. At the, the CHALC executive way. meeting last yeah. week, which I attended, um, they were very concerned about councils employing these outside yeah. bodies and they said because well, it's usually like our auditors that mm -hmm. are looking for this business and they said whatever you do uh, NALC are producing a toolkit for us which will do everything that we need to do but they said these companies they will send the forms to the councils our town clerk will be doing all the work we'll be paying them and then if there's any breaches of the legislation we're the ones that will be dealt with. So it's money for our rope if you're an auditor and you're going to offer to become a data protection officer because you just sit back, let the council do the work and take the flack yeah. and you take the money. Yeah. So we need to be very, very careful before we, well, we don't want to do anything before NALC and CHALC advise us. But I think in terms of for the accounts, we could, we could put a statement somewhere saying that we intend to follow advice from now yeah. uh, and yeah. not employ anybody until we've got yeah. that I agree with that mm. yeah. Yeah. it's a big safeguard that isn't it yeah, that. it is, yeah. it is. So it's, uh, but the, the law hasn't been enacted yet anyway so yeah. mm -hmm. um, there's, right. and I think the advice from Chalk is that it will be uh, implemented with a light touch for small local authorities 
initially. No. They're, they're really looking for the, the big problems that hold a lot of personal data. Yeah. Um, the, the, the next two are from the 2016-17 audit. One was a, uh, an error in the VAT recording, not in the VAT reclaimed, but in the recording of it, because we had an insurance premium tax which was incorrectly classified as VAT, but we didn't claim it back. It was just in the wrong box. Um, and that's going to be sorted out at year end. And then the other one was, which you know about already, about the risk assessment. We did it in April, um, and we should have done it in March of the previous year. 2017. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but this year we'll have done the done it in April, and then we're going to have it done again in March. March again. So we'll have done it twice in this financial year, yeah. but that doesn't matter. Um, so that will be okay. And then the only other one which um, we needed to pick on was the fact that um, in the September 20. 16, um, the, the minute said that the total payments for August were such a thing, but then it says, then says the payments in July and the receipts in July were because of, um, I hadn't cut and pasted properly. So, it, although the figures were for August, mm. the figures are correct, it actually says July, so the minute books need to be amended. So do we have to do that formally through Okay, no, we can. I think we can do it from here, and we right. just minute it in the PFP that yeah. we have amended the minute to correct that yeah. inaccuracy. Okay. Um, and it was just a, a slip. But the, the actual figures were the correct figures for August. It was just that it says July. In a right. So overall, there was no major issues at all. No. It's all about tightening up really procedures. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we move on then to agenda item 117. Where's the new discount? Yeah, and you know from here, basically they're requesting a contribution, a sponsorship of their Jamboree event. Is the one that's gone to Alan, not the council? Yeah, it was to the mayor, but. Yeah. Um, I think it probably come to you, Alan, because Mally. Gave them some of his mayor's fund last oh, year. Oh, right, okay. I can't find my copy of the. Oh, in my. Let's see if I can find it. Can we not just refer them to our grants? Yeah, I, I was just going to say that. You took the words out of my mouth. I want the timetable in 15. Well, that's where I'm just looking. It's not till 19, is it? 2019. July 2019. <coughs> yeah, oh, so yeah, we'll do yeah. that then, yeah? Yeah, that's a good idea, Judith. The only thing we need to be careful is what it then would take to in this last round. No, that was wasn't that fourth weavers. Fourth right, weavers. Fourth fraction. Yeah, that's right. Is yeah. Is this Mersey Weaver Scouts? Is yeah. this a conglomeration of it is, yeah. several it is, yeah. lots it's of scouts? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. right, right. So it's a big like national jamboree doing it. Yeah. Well. yeah. But yeah. this this is a like the regional thing, isn't a, it? A regional right. or district yeah. thing yeah. of all the scouts in the district. Yeah. Yeah. And we gave the money bus money to fourth Frodsham scouts. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so I'll right. just say to send them the grant forms and tell them to apply. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. that keeps it all fair and yeah. Yeah. in line with everybody yeah. else's application, doesn't it? Because mm. although these 
jamborees. I was once involved well, in one on the Wirral, and they are yeah. massive events, but we need to be yeah. seen to be doing everything yeah. equally. But in the latter, they, they weren't just asking for money, they were looking for sort of opportunities to raise funds. Yes. Right. If, you know, if they could do anything. Um, maybe we could. Events committee? We could uh, send them to, you know, the festival in the park, the Rotary, yeah. or yeah. Mm. The, the downhill one, or what have you. in the park. They could, they could have a stall in yeah. Yeah. the park. Well, they had a, they, we've had a thank you uh, to the Christmas festival because they had a stall at the Christmas festival. So yeah. they are up for doing mm. that. Yeah. 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 So that's... That's okay. okay. So moving on then to 118, asset register. Yeah, as you know, I've been doing quite a bit of work on the asset register. Um, and... What I've ended up doing, you've got all got it in front of you, um, I've expanded the number of columns. So we've got the original purchase date column, if it was known, because often it's so long ago, we don't know. No. Yeah. Then I've got acquisitions in this financial year, disposals in this financial year, the cost, if known, again, We'll keep this up to date now, so as we know the cost yeah. and we know the date we bought it, we'll start adding lines in for that. Um, the original book value, which is the, the value that we reported last year, yeah. um, and then the revised book value, which takes account of the acquisitions and the disposals, right. and then where relevant insurance figures. So I've been through the um, insurance um, document mm. uh, that, that equipment equipment figure needs to be amended because it's since then that we've had the yeah, discussion with the insurance company. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I will update that with that figure. Um, now the, the only figure that might change by the end of the financial year if things go ahead is the bus shelters um, yeah. because we, that would be an asset transfer to Cheshire West Winchester. So that would come out of our figures. That's why I've highlighted it in yellow. Yes. I'll put it in there at the moment as a disposal but yeah, it may or may not happen by the end. We heard anything about the allotments at Ashton Drive? Oh. Well, the interesting thing with the allotments at Ashton Drive is that we shouldn't be paying any rent. Um, so they've been invoicing us for £100 when we shouldn't have been paying. We should only have been paying a penny. Oh, so um, that's cool. So I've sent it back now yeah. because um, when I made the contact uh, with the officer, she said, we can't understand why you want to spend what might be a thousand pounds to do the asset transfer when you're not paying any rent. So I went back and said, "But we are paying rent. We get invoiced every year for a hundred pounds." So are they going to refund that? I don't know, but we'll wait and see what happens with it. How many years have we paid rent? Well, the, the new lease was from 2015. 2015. Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's a maximum of two hundred pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But I think we should try to get it back. Yeah. Well, I think that, that she's taken it away to, to follow that up. So yeah. um, I'll, I'll follow that back up with her because I haven't yeah. done that. Because before. at the time when Mally fetched it up, wasn't yeah. But, um, right. so we've been paying £100 a year because they've been invoicing us. Um, and it's only when it was pointed out we shouldn't be paying anything, gone back and checked the lease. That realised it says 0.1 pence if claimed. Mm. So in the lease, so we shouldn't be paying anything. Right. So there is no cost to us. So it's technically. So just why would we want to do the transfer? Yeah. Because there's no. Yeah. Okay. But other than that, you're fairly happy that the asset register's up to date. 
Yeah, I think I've got bigger queries about some of the insurance values, which yeah. I will do yeah, more well, work we, on before we the renewal. That, didn't we? In we, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from the events yeah. when we had that. Yeah. Okay. So we're, we're happy with the asset register. Okay. Um, one one nine estate manager. Oh, can we have a formal proposal to recommend the asset register to yeah. full yes. 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 So, Councillor Lord Pennington. Person, I'll second. All, right. All in favour? Yeah, thank you. That's great. Um, just to say that we've appointed Lionel Rimmer, and he will, he's going to start with us tomorrow morning um, and do two days this week, two days next week with Paul, and then he'll be full time, well, 20 hours a week from yeah. the week after that. Um, Two excellent references. Good. Um, so it's just about he's a, getting. He's in. on my committee at Ineos. Has he? Lionel. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I know his mother very well. She used to work here for years. Right. Over forty years. My so rent, rent officer. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Sad to lose Paul, but looking forward to. Mm. So presumably yeah. we're going to have some. Additional expense not for his various training courses. Yeah, training courses um, is uh, personal protective equipment. Yeah. Um, because yeah. the thing about PPE is not transferable. It no. belongs right. to that individual. To that individual. Yeah. If the committee yeah. will allow. Uh, we know what training is required. I can and we've prioritised it. So there's some that almost needed immediately. Yeah. And yeah. some of it can wait until the autumn because of the nature of the job. Yeah. Um, if this committee are happy with that, I can source you some prices, you know. Um, yeah, I think we, we need to, to do it. Yeah. Um, so that you can be... There's some that, again, I, again I'm again i prepared to do, um, yeah. because most of the qualifications, or all the qualifications, will come under either Lantra or City and Guilds, uh, and I can do both of those, and I'm quite happy to do that with a saving to the council, all I would charge, um, similar to the chainsaw course yeah. that I did for some councillors, I would only charge for the paperwork. Yeah. Uh, what I can probably do is, is you know, I have spare places on courses which I can fill um, and also I can source, you know, good good rates um, to, you know, get, get that done if, if, you know, committee is happy with that. Uh, yeah, as long as you, it complies with the finance regulations. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, what that's I mean. Fine, you know, yeah. um, um, they, we'll get him on the next play equipment mm. yeah, um, yeah. course, yeah. which yeah. is in March. Yeah. We, we, and we, we, we don't have any choice about whether he does the training. <coughs> we're required no. by law, aren't we, to yeah. make sure he's got the yeah. right training for yeah. the, the yeah. work yeah. that we're yeah. asking him yeah. to do. So yeah. Yeah. it's yeah. just a, a cost I, of I, I would also, although we have risk assessments, some of our risk assessments for some of the tasks that he does are far too generic mm. and although under and I, you know i know you're the health and safety expert judith mm. under the management of health and safety at work regs we don't have to have site specific risk assessments because we employ five or less people but industry good practice yeah, you know that. does say that so i think it's probably worth i i would I, I, I would like to yeah. sort of work with him a little yeah. bit on that yeah. and design yeah. a site-specific job sheet yeah. 
that he can do. I mean, really, it's safeguarding him yeah. and, and it's safeguarding our clients, mm -hmm. i.e., you know, Fraudium. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. And, and I think you'll find that interesting yeah. because yeah. it's a good learning curve yeah. doing mm -hmm. that. I know he has a lot to do and I don't want to hinder him with extra work but... But he's used to it because in his past history he's had to do risk assessment yeah, as part yeah. of his yeah. job so it's, it shouldn't be anything new no. to him. It's more refreshing it than is, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. Okay then. So I'd still to speak to him about the van and about where that's kept. He has got a drive from it, yes. Yeah. But it's, no. if he's willing to have it stored on his driveways, but I will speak to him about that. And if, yeah. if it's not possible, then we'll find alternative arrangements. I, I think my personal view of where we live, I think it would be, um, I don't want you to have any false feelings about it, but I don't think it would be fair to us or um, Lionel to have it based where it is. Um, what, at his house? Yes, I, I'd rather have it, you talk, um, I'll say again to you. Alright. Is there potential for us to make use of the compound in Kessel Park that's locked at night? Where the um, Kessel Park... Where know. they keep their grass machinery and that. Yeah, because that's a locked compound, mm. isn't it? Mm. But that's something you can yeah. need to yeah. I'll, I'll speak speak to him about it and then it, um, we'll work out some yeah. place okay. to keep it. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So moving on to 120 parks items. I haven't got any. Sorry. Right. So date of the next meeting we know decided is going to be the 24th of April. Yeah. 24th. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Thank you everybody. Yeah. So, I'm going to close it. Yeah. Uh,